Listen, you see your vibe? It seriously attracts your tribe. <laughs> Guys, I'm rising. We're not taking life too seriously. We're in the building, dropping affirmations. All over some beats, okay? So I just want you to get your vibes up, get your energy pumping. Hey. So here's what we're gonna be doing today. We're just affirming some greatness over our lives right now. We're gonna speak some things into existence. We're gonna to start to recognize that there's great power in your tongue. That you're the greatest alchemist of all time. Tell yourself that you're revived. Because when you recognize that you're revived, you recognize how much your energy attracts your tribe. Oh my gosh, you're revived. How much your energy attracts your tribe. Hey, you're revived. I'm the greatest alchemist of all time. What? I'm a vibe. I'm the greatest alchemist of all time. And you could say whatever. I'm loved and lovable. I'm valuable and valued. I'm a badass queen. I'm a badass queen. Hey, I'm loved and lovable. I'm valued and valuable. I'm a badass queen. Because energy changes things. Music changes things. And the things that you're willing to say will create circumstances in your life. So you better learn to speak. I'm the greatest alchemist of all time. What? I'm a vibe. I'm loved and lovable. I'm valued and valuable. I'm a queen, period. What y'all saying? I know I can be what I want to be. What? If I work hard at it, I'll be where I want to be. I know I can be what I want to be. If I work hard at it, I'll be where I want to be, 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 be. Make sure that you learn how to speak things into your life, how to call in what it is that you want to experience. Affirmations are powerful. And they change the algorithm of your thinking. So for so long, you've told yourself you can't. For so long, you've counted yourself out. But it's now time to start counting yourself in. And one way to do it, start to affirm over your life. Start to speak new things. Start to recognize the power of your tongue. I'm a winner and I always win. I am the bag, I secure myself. I'm a winner and I always win. I am the bag, I secure myself. Say it. If you're stupid like me and you want to do it over a beat, then just do it. Because it just lifts up your vibrations. I know I can be what I want to be. If I work hard at it, I'll be where I want to be. I'm the greatest alchemist of all time. What? I'm a vibe. I'm the greatest alchemist of all time. Yeah, just have some fun with it. But there's power in speaking things into existence. There's power in becoming aware of your tongue. And there's power in having fun with it. Life is too serious to be serious all the time, kings and queens. So grand rising, grand settings. I hope that you have risen in the most amazing spirits. I shall have, can you tell, <laughs> I'm in Clubhouse, having fun. Because sometimes life just feels like a lot. Sometimes you feel like you've got so much to do. You've got so many things to work out. You've got so many things to work towards. And one thing that I've truly come to understand in the journey of, hmm, I should say self-love, in the journey of rediscovering who I am, in the journey of healing, there's so much to do. There's just so much to do because I am a multi, a multi-dimensional being. 
as much as there's so many um, sides to me, as much as there is for all of you. And sometimes it can feel like a lot when you're working on things. It can feel like a lot when you, you're trying to bring things into existence. So today I truly wanted to talk about the power of starting over and the power of starting now. I feel that last week we spoke about the power in small habits, the power of starting small, the power of the system. But I sometimes feel like it doesn't matter how much I speak, it doesn't matter how much we share, it doesn't matter how much um, information is available to you, people still don't start. People don't understand the power of the start. People don't recognize that you've got to turn the car on to let it drive. And so the start is about turning the car on. And then the habits are about the car actually moving along the road, right? But why don't we start? Why are we scared to start? Why do we question starting? Why do we think that we can't start over? Why do we feel deflated when we're asked to start over? And one of my favorite quotes is, um, this time you may be starting over, but this time you're starting with experience. And when we really think about life and we think about the experiences that we've had, whether good or bad, whether up or down, whether happy or sad, I feel that we've been taught some things. I feel that we've been stretched through some things. I feel that we've expanded through some things. But I do believe that it's our duty then to share those things maybe or to practice those things which we've learned. What do I mean by that? So originally, when I went on my journey of self-discovery, self-love, you know, figuring out who I was, why I was, where I was, all of that stuff, I was just doing that because I wanted to feel better than I did within that current moment. And as a result of that, I just had an inner knowingness, like a deep knowingness that there was more for me. And because I felt like there was more for me, I really started to recognize like, girl, why are you playing small? How are you playing small? And how can I develop upon my actions? So I went on a journey of reading, listening to audios, putting myself in certain rooms, um, just accessing information that was not stuff that I necessarily tapped into, but was things that was easily available to me. And when I started to like study and then just hear the same things again and again and again and again, I was like, yo, this isn't rocket science. This is a matter of people's decisions. This is a total sum of choices. So I had to get real with myself. And I had to ask myself like, T, what are you really deciding for yourself? What are you really choosing? And as a result of me asking myself those questions, guess what? I started answering them. And in me answering them, I was like, whoa, I never even knew that having a relationship with myself was important. I never knew that having a relationship with my habits was important. I never knew that figuring out the way that I think was important. I never knew that I could even choose to think. That may sound so wild, but I just thought that my thoughts just happened. 
I didn't know that I was in control of them. I didn't too tough even know that I could change them or shift them or sort them, if you like. I would always say I had a pretty good relationship with my emotions, but I was fully aware of where and when my emotions controlled me. So it's needless to say, I kind of figured out that I was a hot mess. But life was good and life was working for me and life was okay. But at the same time, I knew I had more. I knew there was more available to me. I knew that there was more that I wanted to tap into. I knew that there was more that I wanted to discover. I just knew there was more. And so when I went to these books, these audios, these places, and I heard the repetition of what people were doing, of what people do, of how people grow, of how they become successful, I was like, what? I need to apply this information to myself. Because after a while, I realized I wasn't hearing nothing new. But what I was hearing was consistency. And consistency wasn't necessarily something I vibed with unless I loved it. If I loved something, I could be consistent at it. But if it was difficult, hell no, I would find a way to get out of it. And the best excuse that I landed on was that doesn't work for me. But I didn't really know if it worked for me because I didn't do a lot of things that I thought didn't work for me long enough to see if they worked for me. What I probably should have said at the time is maybe that wasn't comfortable for me. That didn't feel comfortable to me. But I hadn't figured out fully if it worked for me because I hadn't done it long enough. And I feel that that's the truth for many people when they start something new. You start something and in the first couple of weeks, it can be crazy. It can go exactly how you thought you wanted it to. And that's amazing, right? So you stay. It can go nowhere like you wanted it to. So you cut out, you leave, you don't give energy, you don't contribute, you don't recognize what the purpose of it is. Hence why when I got people to sign up for Elevate and I'm inviting anybody who's not in to sign up, I say it's a six month journey. Why? Because I have studied behavior of people and psychology for years. So you might start and have an amazing month. You might have two amazing months and in the fourth month, fall off. But I want to teach you enough tools, enough resources, enough stuff that you are able to be equipped to make it, to keep going for years. Some of you want the quick results. You want the quick change. And because you don't get it in the first week you signed up or the two weeks that you signed up or the first month that you signed up, you count it out. You don't know how it's working for you because you haven't put energy into it long enough. You've counted yourself out before you've started. And when I started to notice that about me and then I've been able to observe that in people over the years, I'm like, that's why people don't start. Because the starting means you're shifting out of your comfort zone. And sometimes when you do that, everything gets hectic. You can deal with overwhelm. You could deal with what people call information overload. But really and truly, when you break it all the way down, all that's happening is you're not understanding a new way of being. 
being. The structure that you've been accustomed to, or for some of you never had, has been changed. And you're not used to that in whatever it is that you start when you start new. And so you count yourself out before you stick to being consistent. And all you've got to do to test this is go outside today and decide to run. I don't care if you told yourself before that I can't run. I don't tell, care if you told yourself my knees are bad, my feet are bad, whatever is bad. Go outside and say, today I'm going to run. And within the first minute, minute of that running, if you're not accustomed to it, you're going to want to stop. Your mind's going to start telling you, no, I can't do this. Your body's going to start aching. All kinds of different things are going to start coming up. But if you push past that minute and you say, oh, hell yeah, I can. And you keep running. Now you teach yourself something new. You teach yourself that you can do it. And then you get to another minute and you're like, whoa, that's two minutes. Now you'll go to three. Yes, that's three. You might even get to four before you're really tired. But originally, you couldn't see yourself getting past one. Now, if you use that routine and you stick to it, so today you ran for four minutes. It wasn't easy, but you've done it. Tomorrow you go out and you run for four minutes again. And the day after four minutes again, and then by day four, you're running for five minutes. You've proved to yourself, yo, I can do something new. Now you might do great. You might say, oh, okay, I've been in Tanya's rooms and she talks about 21 days to reset a habit. So I run for 21 days. And after the 21 days, you feel great. You might even begin to recognize you've shifted some weight or toned up or your mind is clearer. You've got more energy, you're less tired. There's so much results that you could achieve in the 21 days. But then on day 22, because you've hit your milestone of day 21, you've stopped. You give up, you quit. You're done. And so now you don't really know or really even appreciate what that was doing for you until a whole week later when you realize you're tired again. Your decisions are blurry. Your mental game's not on point. Your emotions are all over the place. You're out of whack. And then you're like, well, what's changed? What's going on? And you're like, damn. That running was helping me so much, but I quit. I gave up. So now you decide, let me start again. Now this time you've got experience. So you're not pushing for the one minute. You might go in and say, cool, we're gonna run for three minutes straight. It's again, not gonna be comfortable because you stopped for a week or two. But you get to the three minutes and you're like, okay, cool. Another minute, cool. The first day you might run six minutes. Whereas the first day before you ran a minute. That's how we get better over time. But now if you keep that habit in place, you might only ever decide that you're gonna run for 10 minutes max, but you do that consistently daily. You invite that habit into your life daily because you recognize it helps with my mood, it helps with my cardio, it's good for my heart, it allows me to get out in nature. 
I recognize I'm unfit. It's helped with my fitness. It's helped with my mindset, my ability to push past things that I find are difficult. It's given me a new idea about myself. I never believed I could run. I can run now. I might not be running as fast as Bolt, but I am running. I am capable. It is possible. I am doing this. I have applied some pressure on myself. What you then believe about yourself changes. And so now when you're given another opportunity to start again, you've changed what you believed before. Before you believed you couldn't do it. Before you believed certain things were possible for you. But now that you've seen, I started at one minute, I'm now able to run for 10 minutes flat, day in, day out, day in, day out. Yo, I can do this. So the minute another opportunity is offered to you, what do you land on? I can do this. And this is why it's so important to recognize the beauty of doing things. The, the beauty of starting over, but starting now. Because what a lot of people do is act like tomorrow is promised. Is act like tomorrow is coming. By the grace of God, it has been years since I've had any type of cold, flu, any level of small sickness. Why? Is it because I have changed my lifestyle? Is it? Is it because I have changed my diet? Let me answer that for you. No, because I haven't. Is it because I have changed my thinking? I'll answer that for you. Yes, 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 yes. I had generational beliefs about illnesses. I'm going to say it to y'all again because somebody needs to hear it. I had generational beliefs about sickness, illnesses, period. I had certain ideas about germs, flus, viruses, all of that stuff. But let me talk to you guys on a spiritual level, on a soul level, on a scientific level, because they will teach you in science that you have the ego, the conscious, and the superego. They will teach you those things. If you ever study psychology, if you ever study science, if you ever study teaching, they will teach you those things because they will want you to know about how the brain functions. But within what's within the ego, what's within the consciousness, what's within those things, they don't necessarily teach you about it, but you can find out about it if you choose. And in the consciousness, that's within you, right? That's within me, that's within all of us. You see viruses, they don't exist. They're not real. Because they're only real on a physical level. They're not real in the purity of who you are. So how do we experience them? And some of y'all might feel attacked when I say this, but we experience them because of what's happening in our psyche, what's happening in our subconscious, in our subconscious beliefs. That's where we are creating and manifesting everything from. So if we want to undo certain things, what do we need to do? We need to figure out what's happening in our subconscious. How do you do that? You figure out your patterns. You figure out what you believe. 
really believe, not what you say you believe, what you actually believe. Because what you actually believe is bringing certain experiences into your life. And this is the work that I help people do. This is the work which I coach people through. This is the level of understanding which I invite people to get to know about their self. Because we can start again on a surface level. We can do that running thing again and again and again. We could fall on, fall off, fall on, fall off. But until we figure out what it is that we believe about it, we're not really changing anything. And so I've seen it time and time again, where people say, right, I'm ready. I'm going to step into something new, whether that's a job, whether that's a group, whether that's a course, whatever it is, right? And within the first year, they fall off, they fail, they quit, they step out. Why? Because they have these running beliefs underneath what they're doing, which is stronger than what they're actually doing. And so eventually their beliefs manifest, not the action that they're taking. So this is why when I say one of my favorite quotes is this time you're starting over, but you're starting over with experience. It's not the experience for me in the action. <laughs> it's the experience in my thought process. It's the experience in my thinking. It's the experience in the way that I'm choosing to develop. Which means the first time I start over, I might peel back one layer of my subconscious. But the second time I start over, I'm peeling back another layer. And the third time, another layer. But it's crazy because we've been taught to focus on the habit, but we don't recognize the belief that the habit is being built on. And that's why we will see some people go into this, try that, that doesn't work, go there, that doesn't work, go there, that doesn't work, go there, that doesn't work, because they've never addressed their thinking. They've never addressed their real belief system. They've never really understood why they're even doing something. Because the truth of the matter is, in any human behavior, we have goals because we believe that we will fundamentally be better as a result of that thing. So whether that is more money to help our family, more money to help our community, um, a nicer car, a nicer house, we fundamentally believe that if we achieve these things, we're going to be better as a result of it. And I flip that on the head. And I say to everybody, who are you willing to become now? Not tomorrow, now. And maybe the picture you have of yourself is so small that you can't give yourself permission to start over. Maybe the vision that you have for your life is so limited that your habits don't even match it. 
So again, when I went on my journey, it was about expanding. And it wasn't about that in the beginning. I told y'all, it was just about feeling better than what I felt in that current moment. And as a result of that, I expanded. And it was in my expansion, in my growth, in my rediscovery that I was like, oh, hell no. I cannot keep this information to myself. No way. Do people recognize what we have access to? Do people understand the power that we have? It was never about me going out to help other people. It was about me helping myself. It was about me becoming a living example of the things that I was learning. It was about me being able to testify that, yo, this stuff works. And in order for me to do that, I had to become it. You can hear me speak on this stuff again and again and again and again. And some people go, oh, it's easy for her. And other people go, oh, well, yeah, she's probably been that way forever. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. I've given myself permission time and time and time again to start over. But I recognize in starting over, it's about how I'm starting now. It's not about waiting for tomorrow. It's not about waiting until I've got the time. It's not about waiting until I've got the money. It's not about waiting until the children grow up. It's not about waiting until I manifest a new job. It is starting now. What can I do now with what I have now? Because when you really start to appreciate what you've got now, now you've got room for your next. But some of y'all want the next, but you ain't willing to do anything with what you've got now. What you've got now is enough. That's the experience. What you've been through has already expanded you, if you're willing to see it. What you're going through is already stretching you. But if you have a limiting belief, you're not moving. So some of you are in environments right now that are uncomfortable because you've been asked to start over now. Some of you are in relationships right now that are difficult because you've been asked to start over now. Some of you are in jobs that are throwing up challenges and contrast because you are being asked to start over now and you're missing it. Because comfortable says, keep doing what you've always done. But growth says, do what you've never done. But you want the structure that you've had your whole life. You want the whole spreadsheet of how to maneuver because that's how you function your whole life. But that's not how you're been asked to start right now. That's not how you're been asked to shift right now. That's not how you're been asked to change right now. You're given an opportunity to grow and it's now. And in order to grow, you're going to have to start. There can't be the waiting. There can't be the pause. There can't be the still. Because if you sit in it too long, you're going to be where you've always been. And when you choose to be where you've always been, guess what you're really doing? You're doing what you've always done. You're thinking how you've always thought. 
So you can't just change the actions and keep the thinking. As much as you can't just keep the thinking and change the action, both have to work in alignment. Both have to shift and change. Both have to start over. Because that's the only way that you produce new results. But then you've got humans who want to just work on the doing and not figure out the beingness. Or you've got people that just want to pray, 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 be, 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 meditate, meditate, and not figure out where they've got to change the action. So it's about learning, learning. Imagine, imagine what learning is. Learning is allowing yourself to access new information. Imagine that shit. No, like actually deep in. How much of you actually choose to learn? Or how much of you go into rooms, spaces, groups, people, relationships with the same old thinking? Are you really choosing to learn? Huh? Again, here y'all. Or are you willing to learn? Which means learning means, yo, there's a level to this which I'm going to have to undress myself in. There's a level to this which means I'm going to have to accept what I don't know. Because if you knew it, you wouldn't be learning. So how much of us can really say, I put my hands up and say, yo, I'm actually open to learn. I'm actually open to listen. I'm actually open to hearing with new ears. I'm actually ready to be a different version of myself. And that's the place that I came to on my journey that was the freedom part. I realized I couldn't be who I thought I was. I was willing to relearn everything. I was willing to unlearn everything. Everything. Every single thing that I knew about me to be true, I was willing to let it go. Because I started to listen and every single person that I heard, every story that I read, every bit of information I got, I was like, what? It's our beliefs. So if my beliefs have got me to hear, I'm gonna have to unlearn some of this stuff, if not all of it. Because so much of it was limiting. So much of it was only for a certain place at a certain time, and it was time for me to grow. It was time for me to expand. And in the beginning, I thought I was gonna arrive somewhere. Like when we have this whole illusion that by 30, we're gonna have our lives together and have it figured out. And then we get to 30 and we're like, bruh, <laughs> this is a forever journey. This is a forever journey. It's the same thing with my self-discovery, the same thing with healing, the same thing with self-love. I had to stop thinking that I was going to revive, but more recognize that it was just going to be a forever growing, a forever learning, a forever loving, a forever expanding. And I'm okay with that. And that's the beauty of starting over. When you really allow yourself to start over at any moment in time, 
and you really allow yourself to start now, you recognize that you may have to do that a million times in certain things. Because when you use all the information that you have, right, and you maximize it. So I might have a certain amount of information that puts me in a position to become the manager. Now, when I get to the manager after a couple of years, I'm like, okay, cool. I know how to manage stuff. Do you know what? I'm, an, I'm ready to open my own business. Now, to open my own business, I'm going to have to access more information to recognize what it takes to run a business. So I'm learning again. And then I run a business and I'm like, okay, cool. Now I'm ready to do this. I can use this information again and again. I'm ready to open four businesses. Now I've got five businesses. And after my five businesses, I'm like, cool, I've mastered this thing. Now I'm ready to teach. So now to teach, how do I develop the skills to be able to teach and share that information? Now I've got access more information. So do you guys see where you're starting again and again and again and again, but you're growing and expanding and being at the same time? There's not a stop. There's no turn it off. We're in the game of living. So we're in the game of being. So if we're in the game of living and being, we're always going to be starting over. Every single morning that you get to wake up, are you not starting over? And the truth is, some people are not. Because they're going to sleep with shit on their head. They're waking up with shit on their head. They're going through the day with shit on their head. They're going to sleep with shit on their head. They're waking up with shit on their head. They're going through the day with shit on their head. I remember that pattern in me. So I put some things in place. 5 a.m. routine, I get up, I reset my day. I start my day with power. I start my day with information. I start my day with affirmation. I start my day with prayer. I start my day being prepared to step into some things. And guess what? Before I go to sleep, I empty my cup. I release anything that didn't serve me. I let go of anything that I didn't do. I go to sleep on gratitude because regardless to what I am grateful and when you go to sleep on gratitude, guess what you wake up on? Gratitude. I remember when I used to wake up with, oh my God, I have got to go to work. Ah, I've got to take the kids to school. Ah. I didn't really want to get up. But as I began to live a more purpose-filled life, yo, I bounce out of bed if I sleep at all sometimes. Life be so exciting. I don't want to miss some moments. I don't want to sleep. I just want my eyes to act as a camera and keep capturing the moment. Do you know how beautiful that is? I want to eat this up. I want to can it if I could. But I put myself in a place and a position to receive and create and be present in life in that way because I'm willing to start over. I'm willing to start again. I'm willing to do what needs to be done now. I'm willing to give myself some credit as much as I'm willing to pull myself up when I slip. That's the beauty of starting over because you know what you're starting for, because you know where you're heading, you know where you're going, you know what you're building on, you know why you're waking up every day. And I don't know if all of you have given yourself that permission yet. I don't know if you're just getting by. I don't know if you're just hoping that one day things land into place, but you're not really willing to do anything. I don't know. You know. 
you know what you're really doing. You know what you're really not doing. And you also know that more is available to you. You might not know what to do. You might not know where to go, but you know that more is available to you. And if you know that, then be willing to start over. Be willing to start now. Be willing to take account for the way that you're maneuvering in your life or not moving. And weigh up what it means. Here's something I wrote on the 1st of September, 2020. Starting here, simply because the pain has truly become too much to bear, too much to carry, too much to feel. And for the first time in my life, I'm so conscious of how our thoughts and feelings are so connected that they can truly make us ill. I don't really remember when I became so aware that I'm so sensitive. As growing up, I felt tough. I could push through and really pay little or no attention to how things really made me feel. But I'm typing right now and my hands are in so much pain, physical pain, so much pain. Every so often these pains run through my veins and it feels like shock, then cramp. Then it goes to my stomach and back to my arms and then to my hands and feet. And I don't think I feel anything in my legs as I think they're the last part of my body that is standing strong to support me. I'm praying, I'm praying so hard that if I type, I get it out. That I will experience a release because I feel sick. I feel like shit. I'm experiencing wave after wave of hot flashes. And if I really think about it, yo, I can barely breathe. I have never diagnosed myself or accepted that I feel or experience anxiety. But today, my body's in bits. I want to breathe. I want to experience peace. But how do I get there? What triggered this off? Oh, look, here it comes, the hot sweats. A clear indication that something needs to come out. Yep, you've guessed it. Now I gotta go poop it all out. I'm not exactly sure the first time that I realized that my body was a GPS, guidance protection system. But honestly, these temples, these temples that we have called our bodies, they must be protected, protected. The day I recognized that my body was a magnet is the day that everything changed. It was the day that in a sense, I reclaimed my power. I wrote that last year in September. When I wrote that, I was on this trail of thought of doubt. I was living in parts of my fears. I was coaching at the time. I was teaching, I was doing everything I'm doing now. But within myself, I had landed in a place that was so vile. The thoughts that I was having about myself, about life, about relationships, about what this, I think at that point, a relationship had just broke down. And the way that I was thinking, it caused me to be physically sick. 
sick to the point of the pain that was in my body. Never in my life have I experienced anxiety, but the anxiety was real. Why anxiety? Because I was worried about my future. Why pain? Because my thoughts were so dense that they were manifesting in my body. Everything is made up of atoms. So if your thoughts are dense enough, they will create something solid. And the solidness of it creates pain. What's pain? Pay attention inside now. Pain. Pay attention inside now. But we skip it. Let's pop a paracetamol or a neurofib. Let's just take the pain away. One thing you should know about that type of medication is it just numbs the pain. It doesn't heal it. It doesn't take it away. So how do we address the pain? How do we recognize what's happening underneath the pain? And when I got it, and I realized how powerful my thoughts were, that they were crippling my body to an extent. I was in so much pain. I was like, nah, this isn't for me. Clean it up. So guess what? Had to start over. I don't share anything that I don't live. I don't share anything that I haven't practiced. I don't share anything that I haven't walked through and know like I know like I know, yo, you can create something different. But when you don't recognize how powerful you are, you don't know that this too is true. Because why would we create so much pain in our body? Why would we? Because our body is a massive indicator. When you listen to the most amazing people who speak about fitness and exercise and they say, your body is a reflection of how you think, that gets me mad every time. I get mad as hell. But I get mad and then I'm like, it's true. People that believe that their body is valuable, look at their body. Look at it. And we'll get upset with ourselves when we look at the state and condition of our body. But let me tell you, it's the same for your house. It's the same for the state of your car. It's the same for the state of your children. It's the same for the state of your finances. Come on, somebody. Any place that we're looking, we'll see what we think about our value. Because the minute you decide that you're more valuable, everything shifts, everything. But still, we're not willing to start over. We don't understand the power of starting now. We don't even recognize what the importance of the process is. So I'm just passing through to tell somebody Maybe scream or shout at somebody. Please start over. Please start now. Please recognize that you have the power to shift and sort and change your life. Even if you feel good right now, I'm telling you there's more. Even if you're okay. Don't rob yourself of the experience of not accessing new information and applying it. Don't rob yourself of the experience of growing and expanding because you walk into every room, every situation, every circumstance, every conversation with the same thoughts. Don't do it. 
be available to start over, be willing to learn, be willing to grow and watch what life does when you choose that. Watch how your bank balance shifts. Watch how your relationships shift. Watch how the weight that you carry on your shoulders every day shifts. Watch how the weight that you carry in your body shifts. People talk so heavy about diets, about what we're eating, but what about the diet of what you're thinking? What about the diet of your emotions? What about the diet of your spirit? What are we feeding ourselves? And how is that manifesting in our lives? So I pray that somebody has heard in here why it's necessary to start over, why it's available to you where you can start over and where you can step into something now with what you've got already. You've already been through some things. You're going to continue to go through some things. But what are you going to do with those things? And to leave, I'm an acronym queen. Acronyms really help me to see things plain. So I thought of an acronym for start. So the first S, <laughs> one of my favorites, is to start to speak, speak new things in. If you made it into the room on time, I was in here vibing. I was chatting affirmations over the beat because I recognize, first of all, we've been in elevating, we've been doing something which I've called rants. And it's where we go over the same thing again and again. So we might do a rant on say, I am. So you have to go, I am powerful, I am a queen, I'm stepping into new doors, I am able and capable and knowing that I can do new things, I am on top of the world, I am building um, positions and places for other people to know their truth, I am, so you keep going on and you keep going on. And we have different phrases that we start with each day. Some of them are in the room, maybe at the end I'll get them to come up and let you know what it feels like to run. Things that you've probably never done before. But what you don't realize is subconsciously, remember I spoke about this subconsciously, you want to run every day. Some of your rants are people are this, people are that, people are this, people are that, society is this, society is that, the men are this, women are that, black this, white that, whatever your rant is, you're on a run every single day. And you don't know what that's attracting into your life. So I'm like, let's do a positive rant. Let's override our subconscious. Let's teach ourselves something new. And so with that power of speaking things in, before I become something, I'm willing to speak it. I'm willing to speak it because I know the power of the tongue and what you speak, you create. So if I want to change something, I'm going to change it in my speech first. So start speaking into existence what you desire. Speak it. Speak it out loud, speak it out proud. Speak it quietly in your mind, but speak it. Speak what you want into existence. The T, track. There's a speaker I listen to called Toure. And when he's speaking, he says, are you tracking? Are you tracking with me? Are you tracking? And it's really annoying when he says it, but I get why he's saying it. 
it's important that you track what needs to be done. Why do we track what needs to be done? So you can hold yourself accountable. Better yet, get some people that can hold you accountable too. Why? Because you can fall off. It's easy for you to fall off. You've done that many seasons and many times in your life. But now when you've got an accountability partner that says, yo, Sarah, I'm sure you said that you were releasing the book in August. And then you're like, oh, about that. I haven't wrote anything. So like, okay, cool. Let me hold you accountable to writing five pages a day. Now you're in the winning arena. Now you're going to have momentum. You're going to start to use the MOVE acronym. That's where we start to step. So be willing to track what needs to be done. And in tracking, have goals that absolutely blow your mind as much as having timely and measurable ones. Because what you want to do is what we spoke about last week, is start to produce new evidence to yourself. Like I spoke in the beginning about the run. You might run for a minute. You then might go to two minutes. Then you go to three minutes. Track what you're doing. Then there's the A which is maybe perhaps one of the most important ones, apply action. Apply action again and again and again and again and again. Be consistently persistent. Be consistent. Continue. Don't stop. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Apply action again and again and apply new habits and ideas. Develop new habits and ideas. That's the part of the action that I'm really talking about. It's not you're doing this. It's the development of incorporating new habits and new ideas into your process. Because if you always do what you've always done, guess what? You're going to get what you've always got. So it's about applying new habits and new ideas. That's what the action is. The R, record your results, babes. Record your results. Because you want to start to figure out if I do X, Y, and Z, it equals this. If I do X minus Z, it equals this. If I do X multiplied by Z, it equals this. I keep telling y'all, life is mathematics. Life is a total sum of your thoughts and decisions, period. That's the life that you live. Yeah, write it down. Life equals total sum of thoughts plus decisions. Bam. When you see that formula in front of you, you might then start to think about what are my thoughts and what are my decisions? because that's accumulating my life. Am I comfortable with my thoughts and my decisions because I'm comfortable with the life that I'm living? Yeah, I'm on track, boom. Or no, mm -mm, something needs adjusting. So I've got to adjust my thoughts or my decisions so I can change my life. It's real simple. But guess what, babes? We make it hard. And then we've got the last T, <laughs> perhaps one of my favorites, is to testify. What does testify mean? I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I just love that word. But it's to testify. Testify is to give evidence as a witness. 
or serve as evidence or proof that something exists or is the case. What am I doing right now? I'm testifying in this room that if you change your thinking, you will change your life. When I'm saying for you in starting over and to testify, when we have gratitude for what we have, for what we've experienced, for what we're going through, gratitude is a language that the universe understands. When the universe understands gratitude, it means that what you're grateful for, you will get more of. So in terms of starting over, if you can testify, listen, I applied this formula and it worked. You'll get more formulas that will work. If you can testify that being a part of this space or being a part of this room or being a part of that education system, that helped me. You'll be a part of those rooms, those spaces, that education system that will help you. Plus the beauty of testifying means that the information that you had access to, hey, is the same information that could change someone else's life. If only you're willing to testify, if only you're willing to share, if only you're willing to give, because we happen to think that life is about getting, ha! but life is about what we're willing to give. What are you willing to give? And when you start to recognize what you're willing to give, that's when you start to understand the power of starting over and the power of starting now to start. Speak, track, action, record and testify. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to me. I'm in the mood to pick a stick today. I don't really pick sticks in these rooms. I'm going to pick a stick. <laughs> and it's red. Oh, okay. Red, which is your beliefs, <laughs> which is your core thinking. And it says, if you're offered a seat on a rocket ship, don't ask what seat, just get on. Boom. Perfect alignment with the power of starting now. Some of you wait until you have all the pieces together. Some of you wait until you've got all of the information. Some of you wait until it feels good. And I'm saying, no, start now and start over with what you've got because it's enough. And that's what the stick is saying. If you're offered a, a seat on a rocket ship, don't wait. Don't ask what seat, just get on. That's the power of starting over. Thank you so much, sticks. Thank you so much, universe. Thank you so much for the power of alignment. I just randomly picked a stick and it's in perfect alignment. And that's what we're doing every day. Picking things that are aligning with who we are. But some of us look outside of our circumstances and we think they're outside of us and they're not. They are a reflect reflection of who you are and where you are. Start looking in the mirrors. And if you don't like what you see, start over start now i'm done i'm finished it's been a good conversation does anybody have anything to say any ideas any realizations any thoughts that have come up during this conversation please do come to the stage and share them i would be um blessed to know as much as i know that the room would be and also, if anyone's in the room that wants to share, we've come to the end of our seven days of ranting. Actually, it's been eight because we had like a little day off on Sunday. Um, you want to share, maybe you've never done ranting before and you've 
recognize something in it. Maybe you've done it before, but it's done something different to you now. It would be beautiful to share that with people in the room that maybe haven't experienced that before, because again, that testifying part is so beautiful because I can just be one person in this room that says like, yo, this shit works. Like just apply it, it works. Go back to my podcast. There's like 80 something different ones with information that you can use now. You don't have to read the hundred books that I read. <laughs> you can just get little tips and tricks that you can apply to your life now and make a change. And some of you are in the room as a result of those things. Testify. There is so much power in sharing. One thing as to why the world is the way that it is, in my opinion, is because how people started to view power was when I get all of this, I get all of this, I'm going to keep it to myself, I'm going to keep it to myself, and I'm going to control. Control is not power. The real power is in sharing. The real power is when you hear someone else's story and you can connect to it and like, thank you. But some of us will still stay quiet in these rooms. Some of us won't understand the power of sharing. Some of us won't even understand the power of having a realization. So many times in these rooms, I've seen one person have a realization. They've shared it and 10 people have said, oh my God, that's me. That's the real power of sharing. That's the power of having a quality conversation. And it takes two, at least, to have a conversation. Miss Tina, Grand Rising Mum, how are we? Thank you for coming to the stage. Grand Rising. Um, first of all, I want to say that I'm currently doing some projects, yeah? And it's just amazing that when you might make a request, you know, like, can you do this or can you do that? And it's just... Wow. So I'm just, when you ask, can somebody come up and share? I'm just getting that because sometimes I'm asking, please share. Please say what you're giving. Please say what you're willing to offer. Please. And people have a difficulty with it. So, I, you know, I'm learning from the rants that it helps to, I shut my eyes and I just let my mouth speak. I let my heart speak. So I'm not thinking about what needs to be said. It's like my higher self will that part of me that knows me better than myself, that, that internal God, that part within, inside, it just speaks for me. And it's just so beautiful because it has no agenda, it has no, like, forcing, or it's, it's just pure. So that's what, for me, I've done it with you on another course, but as each time I do it, it's just getting more and more clear that there's just a part of me that knows me better than myself. And it's like when I pray, it's like I ask God, reveal to me what it is I need, because it, it's just like I, I don't have to enforce or beg. It's like that part of me knows me better than myself, and my mouth just opens, and it reveals to me what it is that I, that I need or what I want. I love that. So you're talking about the power of the rant. I am. And from coming from before in life, where it would be like, who is that player there? Oh, why is that there? Why people don't put their shoe in the shoe rack? Why don't they, you know? You're right. I was constantly ranting negativity everywhere, wherever I went. Yeah, because it, to me, it was just like, wouldn't people know that if they leave their shoe in the hallway, people are going to trip on them? <laughs> and my children will tell you that there's such a sense of peace in the house now. And at times when I find my old self creeping out of my mouth, 
I can catch it and I can just affirm that positive thing, just like what you was doing at the beginning. You know, I speak it over the house. There's going to be some peace in this house today. There's going to be some peace in this house today. And I might just go around just affirming that, just thinking it. And it's not pushing against. It's not, why don't you not this? Why don't you not that? So there was a lot of arguing amongst, like, the brothers and sisters. Everything's just got a lot more quieter. And I truly believe it's what I've been affirming. I truly believe it's what I've been putting out in thought in prayer whatever you want to call it I've just been calling my house higher I love that because it's so true like people ring me later and lately and they're like where are the boys and I'm like right here and they're like why is your house so quiet because even in my gratitude diary every day I'm like god I'm so grateful for the power of peace but I recognize it's the peace that I'm feeling inside of me it's all around me it's all around me so even when conflict and situations happen I'm like this can't rob me of my peace. This, like, I'm way more powerful than that now. Before, my circumstances used to control me. My environment used to control me. I would walk into the house after being in the most amazing mood and I just need to see shoes outside of the shoe rack and that's it. That's it. Now I'm like, what's all of that about? Just pick them up. Or ask someone, excuse me, can you? But I found power in shouting as a parent. There's no power in that. And not anymore. And yes, I will still shout if I have to, but it's not, that's not the way that I have to express myself. I'm more powerful now. And I do believe, yes, it's a result of the rants. It's a result of just coming more and more into peace and affirming that for myself. I recognize that I never used to even think that peace needed to be something that I really asked for. Because the level of dysfunction that I was living at was peaceful to me because that was all I knew at that time. Really. It's crazy how you can yeah. grow and expand. And I just last but not least, you know, when we wake up at five as a family, we pray, we then go on to the um, morning elevate group at quarter past five and we're on there for an hour. Just affirming together, just connecting together, just intending together and my life has changed i'm just letting you know i'm going to a meeting at half eight after that half eight meeting i then have a 10 o'clock after that 10 o'clock which is a book club that i'm teaching children after that i then have um my work for the job that i'm employed with and my day just goes on and on flowing and before i would have been doing this from a really moany perspective i would have been plugged into the wrong aspect more of control than of allowing and you know I'm just so grateful and I just want to really let you know that my life is fundamentally transformed and I feel at peace so I will be going now and putting that into the meeting I'm going into into the book club and the young people that you know I'm going to be um, teaching sharing some of my knowledge with and my day is just purposeful and I just feel so at peace. Thank you so much. Praise God. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm just grateful that you're implementing and seeing the shifts and changes in your life. Like real talk is a process, but you can definitely count your wins along the way. Miss Julie, welcome to the stage. Thank you so much for coming up. Grand rising, everyone. Grand rising. How are you? 
you. I'm actually great, absolutely great. Yes. This, this morning, I've come up to testify. I've come up whoop, to say, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whoop, and here's whoop, whoop. That's how I feel, joyous. I've come up to, to testify about my journey and my exploration and what I found and what I feel in joining Elevate. And something was missing for me. I just didn't feel whole. There definitely was a lack. I wasn't sure what the lack was. I didn't know where to look. I didn't know how to find it. I just knew it was there. And God guided me. He guided me to UT. He guided me to the group. Yeah. Um, I've got to say also that I actually wanted to go by my beloved who's listening, but um, I was guided there. And I've learned so much. I feel like a whole new person. A different person, a better person, a more fulfilled person, a more whole person. I was I was existing, I wasn't being, and there is a huge difference. And I think if people were honest with themselves, they would they'd actually be able to see the difference of existing instead of being. Being is whole, being is embracing God, being is embracing your true self. And it feels wonderful. I've just come up here to say it feels fantastic. Don't wait. Do it now. Honestly, do not wait. There is no good time. Any time is the right time. I love um, that so much, honestly. And I love the fact that you're even speaking because that's new, you know. I'm seeing you step up more. And I think that's the truth. Like I said, when I started, my life wasn't wrong. You know what I mean? I wasn't in a pit hole. I wasn't depressed. And it wasn't anything like that. It was just a yearning that... I'm doing all right, but I've got more. And when I really started to open up to what was available, yo, I was a hot mess for a minute, for months, crying for no reason. This because you just have this openness to being like, wow, I've lived my box, my life in a box. And there's so much more available. So I'm also going to bear witness to what Julie has just said. And I love that for you, Julie. I love that you've opened yourself up. I know one day when I got a call from Julie, it was like, look, T, I need help. And I gave her some things to do, but she hadn't joined um, Elevate at that time. And then she came into these rooms and she kept coming in and coming in and coming in. And I think after a while, something must have just rattled in her core that it was like, yeah. And one thing is, I done a lot of what I'm doing in Elevate by myself and it was lonely and it was tough and it was hard, hard. When I'm coming back to my family and I'm reading books and I'm saying, oh my God, we, we can't speak like that. We can't think like that. I'm not having these conversations. Don't call my phone. They probably felt a little bit neglected. They might've even felt like, who does she think that she is? And everybody says, oh, it's Tanya. Like, you know, it's Tanya. But at the same time, I was so relentless about the new information that I had access to that I had to have radical change. And radical change meant I couldn't wait till tomorrow. I couldn't wait till the rest of the family caught up with me. I couldn't wait until everybody understood what I was doing. Hell no, I was willing to run now. I was willing to change now. I was willing to start over now. And a lot of that starting over meant that I had to step outside of everything my parents had taught me everything. Everything school had taught me, everything religion had taught me, everything that I had taught me. But within that, yes, ma'am. Really interesting to 
completely honestly, I got so in a minute, but I just want to say how proud I am. And I'm just so glad that you came up and shared your truth so powerfully. I'm really proud of you. I'm giving you a virtual hug. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I would just say to the parents, it's really interesting hearing Tanya speak because actually I had access to some of these rooms before Tanya. But what I did is I came back and I wanted to save my whole family. And when I would come back from some of the rooms speaking the language of the room, Tanya was one of the people that said, oh God, mum, you go on these courses and then you come back and you're just, uh, you know, she was really like that. And I didn't have the courage what Tanya had to say, sod everybody if they don't understand it tough i just kind of like come oh okay i gotta conform i chose that so what tanya had what i didn't have is the courage to just be who she is regardless of what anybody else thought of her i was too bothered about oh, i need this one and i need that one and i need my needy ass which i didn't see until somebody showed me that <laughs> i i just felt like I couldn't, I couldn't move without everybody else so when Tanya's saying that, yeah, I did go in these rooms before Tanya and I'd come back. Oh, the possibility of, and the possibility of, and the, and what we've got to do, and, you know, and the Tanya would be like, what are you talking about, Mum? <laughs> when she went in the room, she heard it for herself. She didn't, she didn't waste time. Like, it really is a formula that self first, and then you can deal with others. And then you can deal with the wider And people. also, that was the thing. It wasn't even that I didn't hear it. I just knew you couldn't change people. And so I used to say to mum, even when we went in rooms together, there was one thing I always said to you, because I would, it was like, I would see my mum in the rooms, but she's there thinking about every other Tom, Dick and Harry that needs to be in this room. And I'm like, bro, be in the room for you. That was the difference. It wasn't that she didn't even give me a lead on certain of the stuff because she did. But guess what? It's nothing if you're just sharing it. If you're not applying it and you're not living those principles, it's dead work. It's just information. Information only becomes knowledge when applied. We've all got access to information. Just go on Facebook. There's loads of information there. What are you going to do with the information? Furthermore, what information are you even available? To? What information are you consuming? That's another question. But one thing I will say is I'm deeply proud of you both. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. Thank you so much for choosing to start over now and recognize the power is now. There's no power in the past. There's no power in tomorrow. The only power that we actually have access to is now. So I pray that everybody continues to stay powerful now, continues to be encouraged now, continues to take action now because it's the part that's going to change your next by focusing on your now not focusing on your next so be great guys have a beautiful day mum and julie thank you so much for your sharing for everybody who's in the room thank you so much for your time and your energy and your ears and your listening again if you want to reach out to us the email is shake the room underscore ch at mail.com you might have one of the people in the room reach out to you and ask you for your email address. If they do, 
please do respond. The reason why we're asking for your email addresses, we're thinking of doing like a bite-sized weekly email that will sum up all of the rooms. So we'll be able to like share the acronyms we shared, share any tops or tips that we've um, come across in the room. So even if you're not here, you can still access the information. I am crazy about information and that's why I want to continue to make it available to you in any way that I can. So please, um, if you want to email us just to share your email address, do so. If somebody in the room from one of the team who have got the banner reach out and say, hey, can we have your email address? Please note that that's what it's for. Um, and yeah, continue to stay in conversation and communication with us. And we love to have you here. I appreciate each and every single one of you listening. And I pray y'all have an amazing day. Be great, guys, and recognize that you can start over now. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Oh, see, see. Oh.